I am delighted to be joined by Mark Lau, who is the founder and director of the Prometheus Theater of the Air, as they've got a really cool event coming up at the Burton Levitt Theater, the Wyndham Theater Guild's theater here on Main Street in Little Atlantic, coming up on Saturday evening. Mark, good morning. Thanks for joining me for today. And for starters, explain to me what the Prometheus Theater of the Air is and how did it get started? Well, good morning to you, Wayne. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, um, the way it got started was I was a grad student at uh, UConn at the, back in 2012, and I'd had this idea in my head since I'd been about 16 that it'd be really cool to do a uh, a reenactment of the uh, the Orson Welles' War of the World radio drama. And uh, there in the summer of 2012, I, I thought, you know what, I thought I could get airtime on a college station and do this, and this may be my last chance to do something like this. So um got together with a, the, the guy who'd been the assistant director of the first show I was in at the Guild, um, Plaza Suite, uh, Grant Steelman was his name, and we just kind of figured out what we needed to do. Um, we uh, WHUS agreed to do the show. They paid for the the license to perform it because it's still under copyright, like it's, so it's like doing any other kind of play. Uh, and we recruited a lot of the cast of the guilds then uh, the show they were doing then bedtime stories, and uh, we updated the script a little bit to make it take place here in stores. The marsh, big Martian, you know, spaceship crash lands on Horse Barn Hill, and, and all the, the the terror takes place in Connecticut. And uh, we did that on uh, WHUS live on October thirtieth, twenty twelve. And uh, I really only intended it to be kind of a one-off you know, sort of vanity project. And um, it was such an incredible experience uh, doing it. So much fun that um, I, I wanted to do another one. And uh, I uh, thought I want to sit down immediately and I'm going to do another, like where I had back in my mind radio drama from when I was a teenager to do a Christmas carol. But I realized I, there was no way I was going to be able to do that um, in December of the same year. So uh, I was still around at UConn uh, in the uh, fall of 2013, and uh, I got together some of the same group of people, and we did a Christmas carol. That's kind of it really took off from, from there into the other, uh, the other, the other uh, uh, 10 shows. So you've done 10 live radio or audio dramas, and coming up on Saturday night at the Burton Levitt Theater, you'll be... Producing Tales of Terror, an original radio dramatization of three different tales. As you do these almost every year for the last 10 years, do you find that you get better at it each time? You can be even more effective with your theater of the mind? Uh, yeah, I would say yes. I mean, I sure would hope that, we're, that we learn how to do these things better. I mean, we, we, uh, we learned a lot in doing the War of the Worlds. Um, and we put a lot of that knowledge about, you know, just there just needs to be lots of sound and 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 kind of how to do these these things uh, when we did when we did a Christmas Carol and and I think that over the the years we've we've learned a little more each time how to how to stage something like this. So yes, I I I think we have. Mark, compare and contrast what it's like to either a be in the theater and watching this radio drama take place, or b being at home or driving in your car and hearing just the audio portion as we broadcast it here on 14 WILI and 95.3 FM. Yeah, I would say, I've been thinking about this myself, and I would say it's, it's 
I'm, I've been thinking it's kind of like the difference, the hearing it over the air, over WILI, or at home or in your car, or wherever you happen to be, is going to be kind of like uh, getting to see a magic show, except you don't see anything. You 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 hear the magic being you know being being done. What the people in the theater get to experience is they get to experience watching the magic show actually being created. They get to see the magicians on the stage, and they get to see how the magicians do you know do their tricks. Uh, so the in the theater audience kind of gets this backstage almost sort of. Um, experience that that those listening over the air uh won't get um and uh part of the other thing too is that um you know our microphones are not going to pick up our own voices our microphones will pick up you know to a certain extent audience reactions and uh, so the audience reactions are going to become part of the show itself and so the audience kind of become participants in the shows and 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 not merely uh spectators, not merely listeners. That's excellent. And another difference, whether you're there or listening to it on the radio, is that to see it live, tickets are $10. You can get them at 423-2245 or at WyndhamTheaterGuild.org, whereas, of course, it doesn't cost you anything to listen to it on the radio. So, Mark, the event Tales of Terror has original radio dramatizations of The Telltale Heart, The Cat's Revenge, and the monkey's paw. For starters, I'm assuming that the Telltale Heart is the Edgar Allan Poe story. That is that is the Edgar Allan Poe story. Yeah, and uh, it, was a, it was kind of a challenge to turn that into a, into a radio drama because it's such a short little story that is mainly just narrated by one man. And uh, you know, of course, you, you can't just do that as a radio drama that would just be a, a staged reading and so that was that one was really kind of a challenge to turn into a radio drama where you've got interaction between characters and giving them dialogue that isn't in the actual Poe story and, 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 and all that but yes that is the Edgar Allan Poe Telltale Heart and people will hear uh, the Telltale Heart during that show. Lub-dub, lub-dub, lub-dub and what's the story behind The Cat's Revenge and the monkey's paw. Well, the monkey's paw is the story that you know everyone's read. Like I think when they were like you know seventh or eighth, eighth grade, uh, where uh, this uh, husband, wife, and son get a monkey's paw from an old friend of the of the father, and uh, he warns them not to use it, but they do, and uh, to make wishes upon it, it'll, it'll grant the user three wishes. But it's kind of like the story with the, with the, the genie, right? The genie will grant you three wishes, but what you wish for, he will give to you in the worst possible way, in, in, in a way that seeks actually to undermine and destroy you. And that's the same monkey's paw story that people are familiar with. And I really don't want to say anything more than that because it's kind of going to give away some of the plot, but they do use the monkey's paw and they do get a wish granted in the worst possible way. And then they have to uh, deal with the with the ramifications, which, which at the climax of the show... Uh, Prove to be potentially, you know, really uh, uh, horror, horrifying and horrible. This 10th anniversary yeah. production of Prometheus Theater on the Air, Tales of Terror, an original radio dramatization. And, Mark, I take that to mean that this has never been done anywhere else before. How am I doing? 
yeah, these are original scripts uh, written. Uh, the Cat's Revenge was written solely by me. The Monkey's Paw and the Telltale Heart were written by uh, myself and one of the core members of the group who passed away last November, Vince Chasen. He had begun working on. He and I had kind of talked about these, and we he you know worked a small amount on the scripts, and so these are all original radio dramas that have never been performed anywhere else ever in the world before. Yes, and tell me more about your longtime cast member and how this event is a tribute to what he contributed while he was still alive. Yes. Yeah, I mean, as I say, he and I had talked about doing this this Halloween radio drama, and we'd gone back and forth a little bit on how are we going to, you know, adapt the telltale heart? How do we do that? And all sorts of things and the monkey's paw as well. Um, and then he passed away suddenly. And back last December, I started a kind of like a Facebook message thread group with the, you know, the Prometheans, all the other Promethe- from past and present. And I said, you know what? I think we should, we need to do this Halloween show. We need to do it as a tribute to Vince. And so that's why we're performing the scripts that we're performing because Vince began those scripts, the telltale heart and the monkey's paw. And, you know, Vince would have wanted to be in this show. And of course, unfortunately that's not going to be possible, but uh, at the end of the show, after we do the monkey's paw, we are going to be playing for the audience, both in the theater and over the air, uh, a clip from a Halloween show we did eight years ago uh, a little short radio play, very harrowing and, and actually kind of frightening uh, a radio play called The Ledge that Vince was in, that he was just fantastic in. And so that will kind of be our tribute to our great colleague and our dear, dear friend whose loss was just so devastating to us. You talked about frightening, and some of the promotional materials say that this may not be suitable for children under 12. Why is that? Well, when we were we first began rehearsing the monkey's paw. That was the first one that we started rehearsing, and the whole cast is in the monkey's paw. And as we were rehearsing it over the you know first couple of weeks or so, uh, we began to have conversations about that, and we were real, we were realizing that if that this is really beginning to sound really good, it's also beginning to sound very scary and. The other two shows as well, The Telltale Heart, The Cat's Revenge. The Cat's Revenge has a rather gruesome ending to it. And we thought this, some of this that we're going to be doing, if we're doing it well, which we hope we will, could be a little too intense for children under 12. And so we're just advising people to be aware of that fact. Mark Lau, our guest this morning. Mark, you've been performing these shows on the air, on stage, on the Internet for a decade now. What do you find to be the best part of it all, and what's kept it going all these years? The, well, the best part of it all is, and it is probably maybe the same thing that's kept it going all these years, is just the great fun it is for us to do this. And it's been largely the same group of people over the last 10 years. And so we've just developed a real... We're a really tight-knit group now. We just have this great camaraderie. Um, we just really love being working with each other and doing these shows with each other. I mean, the fact, just the fact that we're doing the show with each other, uh, it makes it fun regardless of what the show happens to be. And I think that's been the appeal for us to 
keep it going all these years. It's just what incredible fun it is to uh, rehearse, produce, and then perform these shows. And with this same group of people who just come to know and love each other over about the last 10 years. This is fabulous. Ten actors performing 16 roles live on microphones with scripts and hands and integrated into the performances dozens of live and recorded sound effects and music cues. Great fun for the audience. Great fun for the radio audience here on WILI. And Mark, on the Wyndham Theater Guild's Facebook page from a couple of days ago, I see volunteers to usher and work at the bar are needed for Saturday's live radio show. Did you get those volunteers or are you still looking for some? Actually, I, I, you're kind of, you're kind of catching me up on that. Uh, I know that we have, we've looked, we, we've sent out the word looking for volunteers. We are always in need of volunteers, and I don't know if we've got all the volunteers that we need. So, if people, <clears throat> excuse me, people out there in the listening audience uh, would like to come in and usher the show uh, to work the bar, they have to have been trained. Yeah, there's some training they would have to have gone through previously, but you know maybe we wouldn't say no to somebody who you know we. But we definitely need people to usher the show. Uh, yes, indeed. Well, that brings me to another topic regarding the Wyndham Theater Guild. You're using their facility, but is there a synergistic relationship between your group, Prometheus Theater of the Air, and the Wyndham Theater Guild? Well, yes. I mean, the the relationship is is, is the uh, that most of the performers who are the core members of Prometheus Theater of the Air are people who you know I know from having done shows or seen them in shows at the Wyndham Theater Guild. Um, there have been people from other theaters. Vince, for example, did most of his uh, work at the Bradley Playhouse, but he and I were in a production there, Bradley Dracula, in 2013. That's yeah, he came into the company, um, and so just kind of because of this this historic, and then we've done a couple of uh, live streamed audio dramas benefiting the guild. We did Pygmalion and we did a doll's house and that was during the height of the pandemic. And so just because of this historic relationship, synergistic relationship between the guild and Prometheus, it just seemed to be the thing to do for us to do our 10th anniversary show as a Halloween show on the uh, Wyndham Theater Guild stage. Uh, and also to see if we could get it broadcast over W Sorry, I'm tongue-tied for a second there. W-I-L-I. Um, because there's, you know, there's a synergistic kind of relationship between W-I-L-I and, and the Wyndham Theater Guild through, uh, say, like, you know, the, the Foster Foundation grant that we got that was in honor of um, Herbert Rice. So it's just it's, it's this kind of this neat uh, integration of all these different relationships uh, among these different institutions uh, that's kind of, taking place on uh, Saturday night. Yeah, it's pretty cool, too, that $50,000 grant from the Foster Foundation in honor of Herbert Rice that the station that he started here at WILI is going to broadcast this event coming up live at 7.30 sharp on Saturday night, which also brings up the question, Mark, how long do you anticipate this production going? Uh, do you mean how long, how, how long will the show uh, last? Yes, on Saturday night. Yeah, I... I I'd say people plan about 90 minutes. That's including a 10-minute intermission is, is my rough estimate. And how do people reserve tickets for the live in-person performance? The best way for them to reserve tickets would be to go to the Guild's website, org, and that's 
Theater with an R-E, WyndhamTheaterGuild.org. And the landing page they'll come to, they will see a banner for um, our show and also for the next show, Calendar Girls. We'll see a banner for Tales of Terror with a button for more information and a button for Get Tickets. And just click on the button for Get Tickets, and it'll take you through the uh, ticket purchasing process. Only $10 per ticket for that event coming up at 7.30 on Saturday night. Doors open at 6.45, but they also ask you to be there by 7.15. No one will be admitted after 7.15 p.m. And again, some of the content may not be appropriate for kids under 12 years old. Prometheus Theater of the Air performing a 10th anniversary production, Tales of Terror, featuring original radio dramatizations of The Telltale Heart, The Cat's Revenge, and The Monkey's Paw. And the man who is the founder and director of Prometheus Theater of the Air, Mark Lau, joining us this morning. Mark, break a leg. Sounds like a great event, and we're looking forward to the broadcast here on WILI as well. I'm looking forward to the broadcast as well. I'm looking forward to doing this on stage. And, Wayne, thanks again for having me on the show and letting me say a little bit about it. You bet, Mark. 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.